Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. It's time for all of our festivals to start thinking about our annual conference and what they're going to uh, submit for our award submissions. The award submissions are now open and we've got on the line with us Amanda Murray from the Township of Clearview and uh, she's with the award-winning Small Halls Festivals. Welcome Amanda. Good morning Dave, thanks so much for having me. And we also have Martha Cookson with us, our, one of our staff here at FIO. We've we dragged her into this under some duress but she she's going to be here to clarify any questions that uh, anybody might have. Uh, as far as award submissions go. So, um, Amanda, can you sort of walk us through the program and uh, if there's any differences or changes this year? I mean, we've got all kinds of things. Uh, Maybe we can start with the top 100. Absolutely. So, by far, our most popular awards recognition program is the FEO Top 100 for festivals and events. And it really recognizes the top 100 outstanding events that happen all across the province of Ontario. And what's so great is it's been long-standing, and every year we encourage all of our event members to apply and to make sure that they get recognized as being one of the top 100 events and festivals um, in Ontario. And the application for the FEO Top 100, it's very simple. Um, one of the great things now is it's all online um, for many of our awards. And with the FEO Top 100, you still submit your nominations in a binder format. And the judging panel reviews those independently every single year. So even if you've applied in the past, we certainly encourage you to apply this year for your event. On an annual basis, how many of those packages do we get in, Martha? Uh, we average about 120 each year uh, of submissions for a top 100. And part of that top 100 are our festivals of distinction. And, and how, how is that differentiated? Um, they're di differentiated because they are have been designated as a level of distinction. There are f major festivals that have a budget of over a million dollars and have been uh, doing their festival for several, several years and are well known internationally uh, as well. For those that haven't been to the conference and those that have been to our conference can certainly attest, that top 100 is a really popular award and, and everybody sits through um, our awards banquet just waiting to to watch if they if their festival made that top 100 and sometimes that dinner can be quite long but there, we still have a full house waiting for the top 100 and cheering as all the names go by that's part about the awards banquet is having the list of all of those top 100 and knowing that um, the award winners are part of those other festivals and events of distinction and just to be recognized uh, you know, either whether they attract a domestic audience or if they have, um, you know, really showcasing everything that there is to offer in Ontario. So to sit there and, and be a part of it and to see the wide variety and the diversity across our province, it's just really inspiring to be a part of that group of 100 festivals and events. And one of the changes we're making in the office uh, that we'll see next year in our uh, events guide is we're going to, we've created a, a frame that's going to go around all of the top 100 so that there, it's going to be clearly clearly marked in the guide of who the winners are. I mean, it is color-coded in the guide now, but I mean, we, we've got a frame now that it's a clearly distinctive top 100 so that anybody breezing through the guide is going to be able to quickly 
identify those top 100 festivals. So we've talked about the top 100. Where do we go from here? Well, I think the next big award category is definitely the SEO Achievement Awards. And these awards recognize either festivals and events at either a, a promotional level or the best greening of a festival, and even recognize, you know, community partners um, and social media campaigns. I think it's really great because you can actually apply to be an achievement and, you know, again, have that level of distinction where your your event and your idea and your initiatives every year get recognized across the province. And Amanda, uh, you know, quite often people will say, well, why didn't I win or why wasn't my festival recognized? And a lot of times the answer is simple, is you didn't apply for it. So that's the important first step in this process. That's right. So the nominations, we call them nominations, but it's also um, applications. So the event organizer, so for example, even myself with Clearview Township, we make an application for the top 100 as well as several achievement categories each year. And we know that we'll just be judged based on our application, all the content that we provide, the one-page to two-page description about our event, the photos, of course. They have to really tell the story. Um, and we know that we'll be judged against all the other applicants that apply. So obviously, the, the greater um, applications, the more applications, the stronger the award winners are really going to be. From a festival point of view, um, is it something that you think about before you start your events that, hey, listen, we one, you know, one of our goals this year is to win an award. Um, we've, we've looked at it. Or, or, or is it more of an afterthought after your festival, this worked really well, this would be a good award submission. How, how do you guys work it? So with our Best Social Media Campaign Award um, that the Small Halls won in 2018, uh, we applied after the fact. So I had a great idea to do a, a social media campaign and we really determined that was actually very successful. So we applied after the campaign was over. However, with my Top 100 application, and I would encourage all of the festivals and events to do this, Start thinking about it early because you have to collect examples of your promotional material and get, um, you know, uh, testimonials from your event participants or from sponsors. So there has to be some thought process put in before your event happens. You just can't rush it at the very end. And we're not always looking for just unique ideas. You know, sometimes it's a, it's a different spin on an old idea or a different way of looking at it or a different way of executing something. Is that correct? I would say that's really correct. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, it's not just about being the best volunteer program. It's about being a volunteer program that is sustainable and encourages new volunteers that come back. So the different categories um, aren't always just about new and innovative ideas. Sometimes it's just about um, having an idea and having part of your program that just sticks and it's longstanding and um, it can really become a best practice for other festivals and events to uh to look towards. You're listening to FIO on the air. We're talking about the FIO Awards submissions back in just a minute with Amanda Murray and Martha Cookson. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated, and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. 
the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back with FIO on the Air and we're talking the FIO Awards in the nomination process. Amanda Murray from the Township of Clearview and the award-winning Small Halls Festival joins us. Martha Cookson from our office is here. Um, some of the other awards that are, are important to, to us and to our festivals uh, are municipality awards. Can we talk a little bit about that? For sure. So with the Municipality of the a Year Awards, we actually have three different categories and it's based on population. So there's a category for municipalities that have a population of less than 50,000. The Municipality of the Year with a population of kind of that mid-range, so 50,000 to 150,000 people. And then lastly, a population that's greater than 150,000. The different award requirements really encourages the municipalities to demonstrate how strong they are at supporting events and festivals happening in their own um, municipality. So providing additional services, um, providing volunteer support, the type of role that municipal staff play in ensuring that the events are executed, not only in a safe way, but that it also provides a lot of diversity um, and is attractive to bringing in tourists and to even having locals. Um, and obviously as well, we really want to highlight how the municipalities promote those festivals and events. Um, so it's a great, uh, it is a great program. My next door neighbors, the town of Collingwood, they won it uh, just a couple years ago. And I know that every time you drive on Highway 26 going right into the town of Collingwood, you actually see a big billboard that says, proud to be the municipality of the year from SEO. So I think that there is, you know, a really awesome way that you can use that designation and that award is a way to promote your municipality and it just strengthens the amount of events and activities and festivals that happen in our own jurisdiction. So just to be clear with the municipalities is it it's not just the events that the municipality executes themselves it, it's partnering with other events in the communities? Yeah absolutely so I think it's really about how the municipality provides support to those non-municipally operated events so working with you know the BIA the Chamber of Commerce even some of the other local event managers um, you know what role does the municipality play in providing that assistance so it's not just about um, the municipality or the township executing their own events it's also about how do we support the greater festival and event industry in our own municipalities or own town and and again the breakdowns for municipalities what what is that breakdown? So again, it's for um, populations under 50,000. So those are, you know, our small to mid-sized ranged municipalities. Um, the town of Tecumseh, for example, they were another award winner that was in that uh, less than 50,000 population. Then the mid-sized, 50,000 to 150,000 people. And then our large, our largest population would be any municipality over 150,000. And all of the requirements are very similar, though. It's all about how your municipality directly supports festivals and events or how we provide infrastructure and other support services to really strengthening and making sure that those events are strong and that they're successful. And all of those uh, nomination forms and, and all of the information about our awards program are now online and available for the, all of you festivals and municipalities to uh, to have a look at and start preparing your submissions. Martha, what are some other big awards that, uh, that people look forward to year out? 
Um, they look forward also to Sponsor of the Year, um, which has been very successful. Um, also, the Service Excellence Awards. Uh, these awards are for the suppliers, uh, our members who supply tents, uh, wristbands, sound and lighting. They do have an awards category that they can apply to. And also we have Volunteer of the Year Award. And our Volunteer of the Year Award is broken down into three sections. Uh, the Individual Volunteer of the Year, the uh, Youth Volunteer of the Year, which is uh, an individual who is uh, between the ages of 13 and 18 years of age. And then we also have the category of Family Volunteer of the Year, which is uh, family members who have successfully volunteered uh, over the generations. So uh, these are also very important. And then the final one is Hall of Fame. Uh, these are individuals have been, who have been in the industry for several years and um, have provided uh, great insight into the festivals and events industry. And that is a really prestigious award for anybody that's been in, in the business for a long time. I know the Hall of Fame plaques live in our office here and you walk by them daily. And when we bring them to the conference, it's, it's a gathering point for people to look and reminisce and talk. And, and unlike a lot of other Hall of Fames is we don't wait for people to pass away. They're, they're recognized while they're still, still with us for the large part. Uh, yes, they are. Um, so we've had uh, individuals who have passed away, but also who are still very active in the industry or have recently retired. Now, the other thing we've gotten into in the last couple of years, or I guess into it in a stronger way, is is the college programs and um, recognizing some of the students. I think we have two awards. Uh, we actually have one award. Um, it's uh, the Student Leadership Award, and it's uh, been going for a couple of years now. And... Um, uh, if you are a member, if the college is a member of our association, and they have an event planning program, then they can uh, apply uh, to have one of the students, uh, hopefully, win a bursary of five hundred dollars from our association. Now I'm going to backtrack a little bit and get back into some of the suppliers because suppliers are an important part of FIO and and what we all do on a yearly basis. Is it? suppliers that are nominating themselves or are other festivals nominating suppliers or, or do you have the ability to do it both ways? Um, you have the ability to do it both ways. Uh, uh, we have found that it's been the supplier themselves that have applied for the uh, award but if there is a festival member that has a supplier uh, who is a member of ours and would like to nominate them they can do that as well. I think that might be a, a great trend to start is that you know if you've got a good supplier that really helps your festival you know start start thinking a little bit outside of your scope and and who helps you do what you do and i think that would be a unique opportunity to recognize some of our suppliers and and the work that they do do to make our events successful you know dave i actually have not a, ever applied for a service excellent awards to recognize some of our um, providers i think i'm going to do that this year challenge is met challenge is met so i challenge all of our other uh, members to look at their suppliers list as well and to really recognize some of those outstanding providers that make our festival so successful. And, and I guess that kind of goes down through the thing. Like, I mean, there's no reason that a, a festival couldn't nominate their municipality for the great work that they do. No, they could do it as well. Um, they would have to know a lot about their municipality and be able to successfully put together the package. But if they're a member of Festivals and Events Ontario, and the municipality is, and there's no reason why that they can't uh, submit. You're listening to FIO on the air. We're talking about our awards program. The nominations are now open and online. 
Back in just a minute with Amanda Murray and Martha Cookson. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. You're listening to FIO on the air. Amanda Murray from the Township of Clearview. The award-winning Small Halls Festival joins us. And Martha Cookson, we're talking about our awards program. Amanda, can you talk a little bit about some secrets and tips on, on filling out those application forms and making sure that your package has everything that's necessary for the adjudication process? Yes, of course. So obviously when you are making your application, um, for our top 100, let's start with that one. It is still submitted using a binder um, example. So it's up to five pages of looking text. There's a number of questions that you do have to respond to. And obviously, the more support materials, the better. So things like um, examples of promotional content, um, examples of how you... Um, have an economic impact in your community. So, for example, using the TREM model or some other um, measurement. Any kind of example where we appeal to the total audience. So, what makes your event unique? So, that type of criteria represents 80% of the point in the judging. And then the other amount is things like fan feedback, reviews, letters of endorsement, Um, even examples of newspaper articles or um, snapshots from your social media platform. So making sure that your content is very concise and that it really highlights the very best of your festival or your event, and that we also try to include as much of the unique elements. So the judging panel, um, we're very well-versed in many of the events, but we do look at each of the events individually and independently. And we may not have the chance to go to all of the festivals and events in Ontario, obviously. Um, so you really do want to make sure that your application includes as much detail about the uniqueness and the overall appeal of the event. For the other items, like the Achievement Award, Take the time to really read through the award requirements because each of the awards are either based on an overall budget, so we want to make sure that you're um, selecting the right category for that, um, that you include the quality and the quantity of information needed. So again, you're answering those um, questions as outlined in the submission package. And what's great about it this year is same with last year, you're going to be able to submit everything online. So it's very easy to just send it through Dropbox to make sure that we have the complete package. So having a complete package, making sure you answer your questions, and then again, of course, including some of that background and that target audience and those photographs um, and descriptions about what your event is really all about. So those are some quick tips. And I'd like to add that uh, with regards to submitting your awards online, if you can have the package as complete as possible and in one, possibly one PDF or 
uh, instead of having all sorts of attachment, which makes it very cumbersome for the judges. Um, so the fewer the attachments, um, the better it is for judging uh, at our end. And uh, also making sure that we know the name of the festival and what you're applying for. And, and those details are so important as part of the adjudication process because it is a big process to get all of these things through the panels and, and to get them adjudicated properly. And and that that's part of the process and part of the marking process is on the award submission package itself. Is that that's so. correct, yes. There's a lot of uh, work at the back end here to get everything gathered and uh, put into the various groups and then uh, sending off to the judges individually. And we do by uh, uh, e-transfer as well. So you can submit our, the, your uh, uh, admissions submissions to us by Dropbox or any other form of e-transfer. So Martha we've and Amanda, we've, we've filled out our forms. We've got our submission package in. Martha, talk a little bit about getting the judges panel together. I know I've sat it on, on it uh, one time and was very impressed with these submissions and, and the, the quantity and quality of the submissions. And I know as a person who ran an event themselves, there's a ton of great ideas that aren't always recognized as winners but are still included in those packages. Yes, uh, every year the judges are very impressed with the submissions that we do receive. And uh, they enjoy uh, going through and uh, looking at all the various packages. The uh, judges are, first of all, we have our awards committee members who are part of the judging process. But then we also uh, go out to the industry um, and uh, ask different individuals if they would like to judge our awards and these people have been involved in the tourism industry during the course of their career and also enjoy going to festivals themselves and a lot of them have volunteered or are volunteers uh, within a festival organization. Amanda, anything you want to add to that judging process? Well, I've been a member of the judging panel for the last few years, and I have to agree with Martha. It is so impressive to see the quality of award applications. So I think every year the judging process just gets tighter and tighter, um, and I would really encourage anyone to obviously apply. But if you are interested in volunteering, um, to reach out to Martha um, to learn more about how you can be also on the panels for future years. Yeah, if you haven't had that opportunity, I would strongly suggest, um, you know, if we get in touch with you or you get in touch with us, it is a real eye-opener. And, and anybody that thinks that their um, award submission package isn't getting a full um, adjudication, they're absolutely correct because there is always some vibrant discussion around the package, the, the submission uh, and the events and, and everything that goes on there. It's it's quite a lively platform. Um, yes, it is, Dave. <laughs> it is a lively platform, and the judges uh, d would take a look at the submission, and if they have questions, they will ask questions of the other judges or the chairperson, but the, each award is uh, uh, judged, uh, scored individually by the specific award person, um, but they are very impressed with the packages that do come in. So again, we're here on FIO on the Air. We're talking about our nominations and awards process that are now open and online. Any final thoughts, Amanda, as, as we go through the process here? Um, well, going through the process is, it is quite simple once you get through it. The very first time is always the hardest because there's a lot of content and a lot of information you have to gather. But once you get a first few of those applications under your belt, it definitely becomes easier. 
And I think the result ultimately is that you get to call your festival or your event being an award-winning event. And we use it as a great marketing tool for the Small Halls Festival. And I know some of my other colleagues also use their Top 100 and their achievement logos all over their promotional material. So it's a great way to be affiliated with um, other award-winning events. And all the support that SEO can provide is just outstanding. So it's, it's really an amazing program, and it's such a great way as a member to be um, to have events recognized for, you know, how successful we really are. And Martha, from your point of view, a last word on our awards program? Um, I encourage everyone, every uh, member of the association to apply to the awards. And if you've never done it before um, and you have questions, please don't hesitate to email me or call the office and I will definitely try to give you some hints as to what to do. Amanda Murray from the Township of Clearview and the award-winning Small Halls Festival, one of our awards uh, committee members, Martha Cookson, one of our office staff. Thank you very much for this information. The biggest thing for winning one of our awards is to get that submission in. So if you don't submit, you're not going to win. Uh, And like Martha said, if you've had any questions, please, please just uh, send them our way. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you so much. Thanks again. If you've got a topic that you'd like to discuss on FIU on the air, it's easy. Just send us a note, uh, give us a phone call, email me at dave at festivalandeventsontario.ca, and we'll be happy to make that happen. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.